Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome along to the Wiseman's Here podcast where it is 10 game appraisal time. That's a figure, isn't it, that people use to see you can start to judge teams uh, where they're going to be at the end of the season. So we're going to use that as a yardstick and talk about that. Uh, how much do you want to really hear about a 1-1 draw way to Coventry anyway? We've got a game against Peterborough as well tomorrow, which is the first big game of the season. So I will introduce our guests. I'm Stephen Goldsmith, of course, and we have another Stephen here. Stephen spelt with a PH as well, the correct way. The only way. The only way it should be. Uh, but this guy used to play for Sunderland, unlike me, and that's Stephen Elliott. Hello, guys. Hi, okay. Right. Andy Dawson's here. Andy, you would normally be the first guest we introduce. That's just a reflection of that it's a strong lineup tonight. I hope you understand that you have to come uh, second behind a former Sunderland player. Yeah, I'm fine with that. There's no, there's no way you go here. But, um, <laughs> I'd, I'd, I'd like a VIP rope. Around yeah. where I'm sitting next time, though, that's all right. <laughs> Andy Dawson, of course, um, co-host of Athletic or Mince and the Top Flight Time Machine. He's enjoying uh, that this afternoon. The, well, you know what, Andy? The, the latter. Very good. I know Athletic or Mince is the one you're known for the most because yeah. you do it with Bob Mortimer and everything. I do, yeah. But the yeah, that's catchphrase, <laughs> that isn't it? Um, but the latter is my favourite podcast at the minute. I will say that. That's Top flight time machine. It is. Yeah. Oh, thank you very it much. Good, isn't it? It's very, lots very of fun good. to do. I love it. It's I, a shame love, I look forward to listening to, listening to it. It's a shame we haven't got don't do the previews anymore, and we're not in the Premier League because we could have got someone as the West Ham guest, couldn't we? That would have been good. Yeah, but he might Something be that he aimed towards. Isn't yeah, it, yeah, that's what, that's I the, don't know. He well. might be too big time for us. You never know. <laughs> Although we did, who did Andy. we get on before? Who did we get on before? Who was used to be an Eastenders? I had a good point. Who was that? Chelsea. Support Arsenal. Arsenal. And he used to play a lofty. Tom Watt. Yes. Yeah. We got him. He came on as a as a guest, yeah. which was which was great. Not, was, he, was, not, he, was he married to uh, Michelle Fowler? He was. Yeah. Was what am I doing now? That yeah, <laughs> yeah. Not, the, not the most famous Arsenal support and guest we've ever had, though. In in sort of guest in some respect, your friend Andy. My friend. Jeremy Corbyn. Has Corbyn been on? He, well, he, yeah, he <laughs> was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Craig, Craig went and spoke to him and he uh, oh, got, right, some, okay. got some audio for the show. Yeah, he did ask he predicted, him about... He said Sunderland was, wherever he was doing his thing, were obviously his second favourite team. Yeah. But he said Sunderland were his, one of his favourite teams. To be fair, he's probably right because he's a, you know, the mining and all, Durham miners <laughs> thing and all that. He's probably, you know, curry in favour. But, you know, anyway. Yeah. Do you, do you want to introduce yourself, Gareth? No. In case we have any lo- new listeners? I'm Gareth, hi. <laughs> and that's as uh, excitable as Gareth gets, yeah. uh, <laughs> as you will find out through the course of the season. Um, right. The game itself, guys. Um, I know there's been a mixture of people who might have who went down, but the game was on Sky for all of our... Uh, consumption, so we can't be accused of all of the parasites. Yeah, we can't be accused of any of that. So, did people watch it? Uh, I know some of the wise men say a team went down, but nobody here would watch it. I wasn't the there, I watched it, watched it on Sky. Yeah, I was the same, I watched it on the TV. Mm. Television. Television. Excited, isn't it? In my own house, so actually, no, my dad's house, but there was it was perfectly legal. Legal. It was on Sky. Oh yeah, it was subscription. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. There was no provide documentation. And everything. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I, I, I would actually statements. have to, to thank uh, Damien Spellman actually from the Press Association because I watched it on his laptop because I was in the 
press room St. James Park and they didn't have, they put it on and then they turned it off because they had Man United West Ham on one telly right. and then they had the Ryder Cup on the other telly. So I was literally like, I can't even watch it here. So uh, thanks to Damien for putting it on his on his laptop. It was dodgy. The Wi-Fi was dodgy, but we got we got through it in the end. Um, any massive opinions about the game? Bit of a clumsy performance, Stephen, wasn't it? Uh, we, didn't, we didn't lose the game, though. We, we need no, to keep saying that. I think the injuries and the kind of the, the first half was really stop start. It was actually quite a frustrating game to watch. I think. I think both teams kind of never really got going. It was kind of a case of both teams cancelling each other out. Albeit some maybe had slightly the better of it, but. No, it was, it was, I think I ended up having 50, was it 53 or 54 minutes I went on for the first half and it was a, it was a really, really long half and it wasn't very enjoyable mm-hmm. first half. Uncomfortable to watch, wasn't it, Andy, really? Yeah, I mean, I just agree with what Stephen said there. The, the, it was really disjointed with the uh, the, the long stoppages. Um, you know, the, the game never started to flow at all in the first half and I think we just had that chance with Maguire's free kick yeah. and I think mm-hmm. that was it. Mm-hmm. Possibly for both teams, really. It was... There's nothing going on first half. It was a different pattern for Sunderland, though, because we come through that and we got through it. Uh, not that we were like you know under the cosh massively or anything, but we got through it and we went a goal in front. Now this season, the, that pattern would Sunderland normally go on and, and do all right from that position, don't they? I think once they get the noses in front. I think we've seen it in every game this season, where pretty much every game this season, eighty percent of the games, I'd say, eight out of the ten, the other team has lifted themselves to the game and they played well above themselves from what I've seen other what you know from the little I've seen of other teams you know Coventry I thought the, the lad who scored was excellent um, I can't remember his name which is Clark was it Clark something Clark, Clark, Clark the Barrel like something that, yeah. uh, but he, he'd scored one in 19 before that so well, but he was out, you know he was outstanding um, I think we got two he was you know, an instigator in some of the knock. The Gooch was getting drawn in the game the first half. Um, with him, we're, I think we're a little bit susceptible at the moment to not losing our heads completely, but we're seeing to get really easily drawn into these like daft, petty squabbles on the pitch. And I think it knocks us out of our... Out of sync. Out, out of sync, yeah. I mean, interesting, Catamore made a comment after the game about the pitch being quite dry. I noticed that as well. I was um, thinking, was that a thing purposely done by Mark Robbins after watching Sunderland yeah. play? Mm. I don't know, but stop them knocking the ball. A bit. Yeah, just because Sunderland want obviously look to get the ball out, out wide, and that's where they do a bit of the damage. Obviously, Denver Hume the last few weeks has looked looked kind of dangerous down the left, and Gooch obviously not as been playing as well. Although he, he scored a couple last week, he kind of went off the ball a little bit. He's been one of the main threats for Sunderland, so maybe they had that in mind, Coventry and. But I think, like like you mentioned, Sunderland are a big scalp in this league. Like they're a big scalp in the Championship. Never mind League One. So you're going to have to kind of face this most weeks. And Coventry, actually, one of my my ex clubs. I think when Sunderland scored a goal, they actually start playing a lot better. Yeah, the kind of yeah. shackles came off them a little bit, and they actually played some good football. So I don't know. In the end, I think maybe you, you look at the point, and it, it's probably more a point gained than a, than a kind of two points lost. I would say. Away think, from home, definitely. I think with the, in, the injuries and obviously Gooch got yeah. injured late on. So he couldn't make any attack and changes. No, I mean, interesting about the injuries and the dry pitch thing. I was looking at. I think could that have been? Could there been anything in that? But in that, the, you uh, know, there was four injuries in the possibly, first, especially, especially yeah. Humes. You know, he's seen certainly if you're going to twist your knee, aren't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. well, I'm yeah. put that down to the surface. It's like kind of if it's if it's a hard pitch, obviously it's a little bit more more harder on the body, especially on the joints as well. And I think there was a couple of muscle in. Did yeah. Leuven's come out for a hamstring as well, right at the, the start? Yeah, so yeah. whether that's has he warmed up properly? I don't know. What, was he carrying it a little bit in training midweek? We 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 don't know. But now it wasn't it wasn't an ideal start to, lo- to lose two of your defenders so soon in the game. Mm. Coventry looks sort of. Bit it looks a, a bit depressing. <laughs> Look, looking at there, you know, we we've had it here. Do you know what I mean? Like last mm-hmm. season in the stadium, like uh, crowds were low, still relatively high compared to other clubs. But uh, what were the crowds like when you played there, Stephen? Was it that? Well, we, we were playing when I was there. I was League One, and there was a lot of kind of will they or won't they stay at the Rico? I think there was a lot of trouble with with the, the kind of paying the rent at the stadium, which I still think they're kind of having to do now. I think after I left, they ended up playing at Northampton yeah. for a season, and then obviously they're back at the Rico now. So. That's not ideal if you're a football club. Coventry have a proud history themselves, and I'm sure, I'm sure as a Coventry supporter, they're probably going through a little bit of crap at the moment as well. But now they got promoted last year from from League Two, and Mark Robbins has gone back in there after originally leaving them for Huddersfield, and he's kind of torn the, their their season well their season around last year. Got them promoted. I think did he win the Johnson or whatever you call it the Johnson Painting mm-hmm. Trophy as well. Uh, at Wembley a couple yeah. of seasons ago as well. So, no, I, I don't know. They, they definitely, 
they're definitely not getting the attendance that we expect them to see. I remember one time we played in the league trophy final and the, the Rico was sold out. There was 30,000 there. So the potential is there to fill it out. But it's just, again... People, I think they're not happy with the owners of the club, Sisu. They, they kind of they're not putting any money into the club, and, and fans, as you know, get disorientated when when the owners when they feel like their owners aren't kind of back in the club. And I think it's a little bit of that at the moment down there. I think that some of them are actively boycotting the club, aren't they, because of the the, the ownership mm-hmm. thing, and mm-hmm. that's been ongoing for a few years now. But I think you know, I mean, we took five thousand down there, and it's almost it's not, but it's almost counterproductive in the sense that it spurs on the opposition. And you know, because I don't know how many fans were there in total. Was 15? it fifteen? So yeah. Coventry had ten. Yeah, and we 14, had yeah. yeah, but sporadically around the ground, the yeah. Coventry yeah, fans. Yeah, I mean, it's so one they didn't have anybody. Yeah. But it's kind of like seeing so many away fans come along. It's that thing we're a scalp, and and we are, and we need to deal with that better than we have been mm. so far. But then when you take numbers down like that, it al- it almost gives the opposition extra impetus. Yeah, we never seen to win those games where we take big no. crowds. That's what I was saying. You, you would expect like that. You know, it, 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 it's yeah. the, the script's written for us to go down and take all them fans and have a big day out, and then. Yeah. You're still watching it though, thinking somebody's going to score a yeah. last minute here and dive into the crowd. Because obviously, mm. when I play that, when you're playing in front of a big crowd, you're always thinking mm. late goals, especially as a forward, and you come in and you think, never score here. You're, you're kind of trying to picture it in your head as well. So, like, you, I was watching it thinking, is somebody going to do that? And then obviously, they had a chance there. Keepers made a great couple of saves, actually, yeah. one from George yeah. Honeyman when he got down really low. But then, on the other hand, they, they went through one on one and could have probably scored as well. So when you look at it like that, like I said, I think a draw is probably a fair result. I think both teams probably would have been very kind of hard done by if they hadn't got something out of the game. I thought Honeyman Honeyman had scored. Whenever left his foot, I thought that. It was a good strike and he's just got down so quick, hasn't he, Lee Borch? He made like the he made a decent save from the, I mean Oviedo did brilliantly to get a shot and target. Yeah, he made that look easy, didn't yeah, he? Just he did. caught and I'm thinking yeah. well, I was just thinking back to the Sunland keepers last year, thinking that would have been a goal against yeah. Sunland, <laughs> wouldn't it? Definitely. Yeah, yeah. And, and that's relevant as well, the goalkeeper, mm-hmm. another big performance. McLaughlin, yeah. Him, yeah. Yeah, very well. He kinda he's, he's a presence though, isn't he? When he comes out like when when you see players going one on one, you you think he, he has a chance of saving it now, whereas kind of you didn't feel that in the last mm. season or so, you know. So, but he did. He made a couple of really important saves, and even when he came off, his, his positional sense is really good. He he senses danger. He kind of he's off his line early if a balls are over the top, and sometimes you don't even have to make the save then when you're kind of one step ahead as a goalkeeper. He looks full of confidence. Mm. I think the penalty season, save helped yeah. him there, didn't it? A couple of weeks ago. Well, his form. It feels always grown, really grown into the like grown into the the role in that you know mm. we've come out of the season where we've had. Really poor goalkeeper or goalkeepers mm. for the first time in a long time. We've always had good goalkeepers, um, especially in you know in the Premier League. You do tend to have good goalkeepers, mm. um, and you know apart from a season under where we had Davies, um, that was probably the only real sort of crap. We've always kind of been spoiled, I think, for good goalkeepers. Yeah. Even mm. when we've dropped down, you know, we had like Darren Ward and players like that. Yeah. We've always the thing is, there was well, picked up good keepers. Poom and Myra, Jude, yeah. you know, yeah. Yeah. Them McLaughlin as well, well. I think I was on the podcast earlier on the season, we were talking about him when we signed him and obviously I played at Hearts and that's where we got him from. A couple of lads that I know that are up there at Hearts still said that he'll be a best signing this season. He mm. says that he was immense for Hearts during, during the season there. So, and he's obviously got experience <clears> playing at this level as well with Borton. He's done well. So, I think he'll, he'll prove, which he, he's starting to kind of prove his work now, he'll to be a really good sign. You, well, fancied him, you fancied him when the lad went through at the end. He, you know, I thought, it, you know, last season would have been the last start. I yeah. didn't fancy their striker though, Chapman. No, he missed a few chances, yeah. and you can nearly tell sometimes he's running through. His legs seem to go a little bit as well. And but now you still have to keep them out, don't you? If Steele was in goal. It would have it would have rebounded back off the forward <laughs> knee or something, and yeah, then like rolled probably. it, trickled yeah. into the goal, and it would have been one of those. His form has. Um, he's been given a Scotland call up. So, um, could put an end to the Blackpool game. Well, yeah, so Blackpool are the 13th of October, isn't it? Uh, or the 14th. 13th, I, think. Now, um, I could do with a big call, of course, I'm going to win. I think it's uh, apparently it's usually three. Well, I wanted to know this, apparently if anyone's got two, clarification uh, on this. No, it's two if, you, if it's a keeper. I've never heard that rule, but it would make sense, wouldn't it? But there is but special, there's always special rules for goalkeepers. You keep, mm. If everyone gets injured, you can sign a, a keeper. Mm. Keepers can knee people in the face, and it's fine. <laughs> All that kind of stuff. Oh, well, when a keeper gets injured, you don't have to. Um, like, you don't have to run off the pitch either, don't you? Nah, nah, like, nah. so. That would be a good rule, wouldn't it? Yeah. Get off the pitch. <laughs> get off the pitch till the ball comes back into play. I mean, you know, whether or not 
you know, that's a rule or not. I won't, you know, we're not sure. It'd be good if someone could clarify that uh, one of the local papers or something. But <laughs> Costa, it out there, right? it's Costa, not live. There's not like stream Costa Rica no. play the 11th and, and 16th of October, so Oviedo's going to be included in that squad. Um, Linda Gooch is carrying an injury. The USA do play the 12th and the 17th of October. Northern Ireland as well. Tom Flanagan has been called up for Northern Ireland before. Oh, really? So that's a possibility. Tom Flanagan um, could go there. Under-21s as well. I'm not sure we have any under-21 players. Josh Might. I was having a look at this. I'm not sure Nigeria under-21s play much, from what I can see. It was saying the under-23s online. Um, when I was having a look, and I don't think they play much. Yeah, well, he might get. He go, he, I was going to say he could. He could go to the senior team because mm. he hasn't. I don't think he's officially declared, but he, he suggested he wants yeah. to play for Nigeria. He's yeah. trained with them before, hasn't he? Yeah. Um, so it'd be interesting, if it, but it's 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 twofold, that isn't it? Because the thirteenth of October, then we play again the twentieth. Obviously, now USA, for example, are playing on the seventeenth of October. So if Gooch is fit, that's three days before we play. He's not. He's not Where are they playing? Cool. In America, is it? Yeah, I don't know if Gooch will be fit. I think he's carrying an cool. injury. They'll right. keep him back, probably, yeah. won't he? But even over here, though, he's travelling back from, <clears throat> from wherever, and he's got four days recovery, uh, you know, if Hume's not fit. So I, I think that's something they would look at. Would people look at that and, and look to postpone it? I was actually reading, there was a couple of cases last year of teams, uh, Sheffield United and Blackburn when they've had internationals and they've been doing well in League One and they've decided not to postpone the games because they thought they had enough to get through it with the momentum and with the squad and stuff like right. that I think it all depends on who's fit body wise mm. at that. the minute and, you and would the, think yeah. the postponement looks a couple, a couple of yeah. kind of muscle injuries now probably would be the better team I think if our keeper's going to be yeah. missing you definitely want to postpone wouldn't you if you lose a keeper I think it's it's fair enough because yeah. you know if it's your, it's your second choice but we're in a situation where if uh, well, strike checks out on loan, yeah. mm. so we'd have to bring in one, one of the boys. the young lads who's mm. playing in the in the twenty threes at the moment, and they're getting absolutely pumped at the moment. So. He'd be on the bench, though, wouldn't he? But, but like, if like he gets say, injured, I suppose yeah. that's it, and he's in mm. the game. Then um, I don't think we're really. I'm not sure if that's under consideration from the authorities. I don't think they'd really care about that. I mean, it's our responsibility. But yeah. from our perspective, I think it's worth trying to. To get the game so called off, saying get off, called off, is it? Yeah. Oh, Ring up all the international yeah. managers and say, "Listen, we've got loads of players. Did you fancy any of them?" Yeah, the Tom Flanagan one could be could be the yeah. Well, that's a decent shout. I didn't realise mm. that, but you know, he's he's done quite well since he came in. Aside from that whole thing that he did at the weekend, that I wasn't really sure what he was trying to. McGeady is another one. He could get called into the Irish Do you squad. Think you might be better place to answer mind. that. Possibly. Well, I look at the Ireland squad at the moment. Like it's <laughs> it's just nothing really there. So that's another one that I think he could get called back in if he if he's if he's fit to be available. Yeah, I think he will be. Martin O'Neill really likes him. Mm. Oh, well, that could, that could do us a favour then. The two former Sunderland managers at Ireland there. Um, do you think that'll change soon? Just going off topic a little bit. Oh, I don't know, man. God, know, God knows. You worried Roy's listening, aren't you? You worried Roy's going to have you down. Nah, nah. You won't be listening. I mean, McGeady actually, that that could be one that works in our favour, couldn't it? Because yeah. he hasn't played much, so if he went He'd away, some game got, got time, some games. But, uh, yeah. I, I put it this way: I'd play him for Ireland at the moment because we really are struggling. Yeah. Oh dear! Right, <laughs> quick break now. You might or might not hear an advert, and we'll come back and we're going to do our ten game appraisal. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Right, Sunderland are 10 games into the season and this is when people start to say things are significant. So I've provided you with some league tables here, lads, and we're going to have a look back at 
Um, some former promotion seasons for Sunderland to see how we fared after 10 games. Um, and we, we can think back to that team and see if we think it's relevant. The first one actually goes all the way back to 97-98, which was we finished third that season. But I think it's relevant because we finished on 90 points, um, which would normally get you promoted, wouldn't it? Um, and Sunderland, it's a bit skewed that league table. Some are on nine, some are on ten, some are on eleven. But you know, there's nothing I could do about that. But we were down in fifteenth on thirteen points, and you've got to think about how attacking and free flowing were we were that season. We should have went up uh, automatically. We were down there in fifteenth. Peter Reid was hanging on to his job at one point, wasn't he? Uh, when we the lost, game we lost four nil the Red, and we we mentioned that a lot. Carlos, so we'll mention it again. Saw the hat trick. Uh, the following season when we did win the league and people will know that we absolutely destroyed the league we finished on 105 points which was a record uh, it's only been beaten that tire total has only been beaten once hasn't it by uh, Reading who got 107 um, but after 10 games well we were top after 10 games but we were on 20 points so a point ahead of what we're on now yeah yep. and you've got to think about how much we dominated the league that season as well Huddersfield were also on 20 points that season interestingly this year and they certainly weren't in the playoffs from what I can remember um, 2005 when we got promoted Stephen the team you played in mm-hmm. um, we were 5th on 17 points so again you know fewer points than we have now and we finished on 94 points that season I can't remember getting that, that amount of points that season it was a late charge that one, wasn't it? The last ten games, I think we Just, only lost. I one. think. Well, I seen you look. You look at the the ten games. Obviously, you get an idea of where teams are and that. But for me, it's all, it's all around kind of winter time. I think that's when you kind of have to kick into gear because yeah. you get the momentum. Then, so obviously, we're looking a little bit ahead. But as long as I think, mm. as long as you see here now, as long as you can kind of get a good kind of base of points mm. at the start, because especially now with Sunderland it's a new team new players kind of learning about each other and it's kind of getting that base while team, while, while the manager and the squad realise what his better team is better kind of squad of like maybe 13, 14 players are and then you're hoping for a run then mid-season which kind of lifts you up away from the rest mm. I mean that yeah, I mean, that run I think we got beat off Brighton at the with Dean was it was that in 2004-05 season yeah, yeah I remember that I think we got beat 1-0 what and a then, horrible place that was I think God. after that I think we had 9 games left I think we went unbeaten at the end of the mm. season well Reading were top after 10 games on 21 points that season and they didn't even finish in the playoffs again so you, you do see that happen quite a lot and then the last one was the last time we won the, the championship or last um, promotion season unbelievably really that isn't it more than 10 years ago since we were promoted considering the reputation we have as a yo-yo side mm. and stuff um, but we we all know it's well documented we lost our four, first four games that season and then Roy Keane came in but we were on 13 points sitting in 14th um, and again you know we we got we won the league on 88 points so going off, going off previous season, going off previous seasons we know there's nothing to worry about sitting on 19 points now you know that's around the mark we've been on after 10 games for those seasons we've won the league looking at league one directly Fourth place at the minute on 19 points. It is unusually high, I think, Portsmouth on 24, Peterborough on 23, and then Doncaster above us on 21. That, that seems quite high after 10 games to me, That although last season, Shrewsbury were on 26, but again, you know, they, they were in the playoffs, Shrewsbury. Mm-hmm. Uh, Peterborough were on 20 points last season, and they finished ninth. Um, and I think they won the first five or six games last season. It's as the well. old saying, isn't it? It's a mm. it's a marathon, not a sprint. Oh, like, yeah. but it's it, it, it basically is that. As like I said, you need to kind of it's just getting a base of points. You don't mm. want to be looking up. I remember that year you went back to when Roy came in. The first four games, I was there, and you're thinking, my God, what's going on here? Because we were expected, obviously, to bounce back up, and you're sitting there with no points, and you're just thinking. You, you you don't know where your point is where your points coming from. So I think we ended up with after ten games. Did we end up with thirteen points? Was it? If you had to give us after the first four games, you have to give us thirteen points after ten games. We would have kind of bit the hand off because mm-hmm. we weren't winning games. We weren't getting any points. So as I said, as long as you have something to work with, kind of going into these next kind of next important stages. I think the kind of starting now and obviously then you're going over to Christmas but they're the important ones because your squad is needed then as well you pick up injuries although we picked up a few now you pick up injuries you kind of pick up suspensions and that's where you're kind of you're hoping that the quality we have in depth in the squad compared to other teams will kind of come in handy then and Roy walked in and just scared you all at your first point that's why you knew your first point well Roy was sitting in the stand but Niall will always claim kind of that he managed in his (laughs) final game he got his three points he'll have two won't he yeah Bad record, otherwise. But um, I, I, I think you know, for for what we are and where we are, 
it hasn't been a bad start. I think we can. Um, it, like, like you say, it's, it's a new team, it's a new manager. You've got that thing of loads of new players coming in. They've got to get them all gel together in a short period of time. Um, and if you know the two home draws that we had recently, um, Fleetwood and Oxford, yeah. you know, if we'd won one of those two, which mm. we argue we should have done, we'd be on twenty-one. Yeah. We'd be two points behind Peterborough, which, and it'd be, again, it'd be, which again is like more than what we're normally on in, it, the, in those promotions. It'd be hunky dory. It'd be six wins out of ten. Um, but you know the Oxford game was it? That was when Power got sent off. Yeah, and, which has affected so, the game, hasn't it? Yeah, totally, it. yeah, totally, totally. So I, I don't think we can be uh, upset or downhearted at all by the fact that we're sitting in fourth after after ten games and having won five matches mm. and just lost one. It's mm. just, it's such a big game, isn't it? Just because obviously they're at the top, Peterborough. Now whether I'd say there's probably more chance of them falling away than us. The way well, I before, feel. before we get in the Peterborough game, we'll just uh, finish this little bit. Of, All right, sorry. The appraisal, you know, so just keep it like, you know, keep it. I was trying to segue. Keep it linear. I've, and, segued. <laughs> I've segued too soon. Yeah, just a little bit too soon. Um, right, I, I want to ask you what you think about some of our signings, and then we'll go through them one by one and get people's opinion on how they've performed um, this season. Charlie White, it's a bit unfair to comment because of his injury situation really it's a bit it's unfair just, yeah, he's, he, he's obviously come injured and then he's come in he, he got his goal didn't he when he came on the pitch was just great and then obviously played next couple of games find his feet and then gets injured again so it's, I don't think you can really we haven't seen enough of him really to kind of judge him yet I think mm. he, he's, he's proven at this level and I've played with him briefly at Carlisle oh did I, you I, 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 okay, he is a good footballer like, and as I said once he gets fit, which whenever that'll be, I'm not too sure now. I don't know how long he's going to take. Again, he gets back training and up to match fitness. But again, later on in the season, he could be really important. And then, then with them ones, like, he could be like a new signing. Mm. I mean, with the, the, the games he did play um, looked a little bit... It didn't look as smooth as when, mm. when Madrid was there. That's something, I guess, he would... He needs time to work. Yeah, him, I mean, so. he's, he, he never got to match fitness, basically. He came back and he had a couple of games and... Yeah. Out again, so you can't really yeah. poor tackle we, we as well really on them. You know what I mean? We look yeah. back on yeah. it. It was a really poor Shocking, tackle. Going back to did you play against me, Roger Goldkeeper? Probably, man. I, I tell you, it was uh, the man there. What's his name? He used to play for Leeds, Wimbledon for years. Is a Sullivan. 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 He was horrible. He was Neil Sullivan. Mm. Just in corners and all. He used to elbow you across the head and grab your <laughs> neck. And he was a big guy. Like, and I just thought, why? You know, when you somebody's just like, <laughs> no need to do it. Like, but he was just can't one we of them. just be friends? But obviously, that's he. He always stuck out me I remember even playing him in a kind of behind a close I was coming back for an injury he was playing for Leeds a kind of reserve game at the training ground he was the exact same like lash, like lashing into me and all I'm thinking it's a reserve game mainly young lads playing where he's still but that, obviously he was old school wasn't was he that but Wimbledon he, thing as yeah well, I think he, he, he kind of was there for kind of five or six years <laughs> yeah. at Wimbledon so probably kind of a lot of games for uh was it, isn't it leading Leeds. performances for um, Northern Leeds, Ireland or something? Isn't he? No, he's Scotland. He played. Oh, Scotland. He was, he was Scotland, English, wasn't he? Yeah, he, had a, he had like oh, a, right. a southern he played accent. A lot of, he yeah. played a lot of games. Good keeper, though. Good, yeah. good, yeah. I mean, he had a good career as well. Mm. Jack Baldwin, ex-Peterborough, of course. I think if we had a round of applause sound, I think, <laughs> I think we would drop yeah. that one in. He's been yeah. excellent, hasn't he, Jack? Outstanding, yeah. I mean... Considering his Peterborough fans were telling us how bad he was for them. Some might argue that it's difficult to be too... Give keep too much praise on defenders when we've only kept one clean sheet all season. But it's weird because in spite of that, I think him and Leuven's have been pretty good, and, mm. and, and particularly Baldwin's. But I think Bond's embrace kind of come yeah. at the Sunland. Like I know we made a couple of other signings where I feel like the kind of couple of them maybe kind of a little bit uh, starstruck by playing for mm. Sunland. I think if you look at him. He's embraced that, and he looks like a Sunderland player out there, and he's he's becoming a leader on the pitch, which yeah. is is something that has is been very noticeable. And he's a good defender; he's a good footballer too. Yeah. I think it goes well. I think again about us being a scalp for other teams, and we need characters in there that are going <clears> to <throat> react and and get us through that. And he definitely seems like one. Well, it was interesting, wasn't who, it? Because he, he missed the first game of the season, yeah. and Ross, Jack Ross, suggested it was because he hadn't adapted. Um, but he's only need, needed a week to adapt. Mm. And, and that leads on to some comments Baldwin made, actually, which I, I find interesting where, you know, where, when he, he um, was asked to comment on that. And he said, well, he said, it took me a while to adapt. It's a step up in training. You can see the players, it's a step up. Now, he's come from Peterborough, who were above Sunderland, and he's suggesting that the standard is a step up. Yeah. That's interesting to me. Yeah, well, it's it's like the player, like you say, the player. You look, you go back to Peterborough as well. Like they kind of, they seem to me the type of team that got off to a great start and kind of seem to kind of 
peter out over the course of the season but there's no doubt about it Sunderland's a much bigger club than Peterborough you know historically it's not only just kind of it's the whole kind of pressure you feel as a player playing for Sunderland especially like obviously in League One like because Sunderland shouldn't be the size of the club he shouldn't be anywhere near League One but again we are where we are but he's come into the club and maybe he's fine that he's thinking to himself like he's probably a little bit nervous like you're nervous you come to a club from Peterborough playing playing in London I think it's a London road there ground doesn't hold too many and then you all of a sudden you're playing in this big cauldron where there's a demand of 30,000 30, fans there every week kind of expecting you to win and it takes a while to kind of get used to that albeit as well as the training not alone just the training everything so I think he I don't know, he's come in. I'm very, he just looks so. He just looks so comfortable, doesn't he? He's kind of yeah. good on he the does. ball. Yeah, maybe good, he was scared player. by the ghost in the academy when he got there. Possibly, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there definitely was a ghost there. To be fair, <laughs> it was something anyway. Yeah, we'll have to get Stephen to elaborate on the ghost story later on. Yeah. <laughs> right, uh, Glenn Leuven's. I mean, we'll just quickly push over some of these because we, we could be here all night. We signed a lot of players in the summer, didn't we? Glenn Leuven, steady. Hmm? I think he's the yeah, kind of no player we need. You know, certainly yeah. wouldn't be one to take forward if we if we were going to get promoted. Uh, unfortunately, no, no, one season wonder. Hopefully, mm. good experience pro. Do you yeah. know what I mean? He's been mm. around playing for some big clubs, Chef Wednesday, Celtic. Do you know what I mean? Cardiff. Mm. He knows he's he knows kind of what's it like to play for a club where there's expectancy, and mm. I think he's fitting all right. It's a shame he got injured the weekend. Mm. Alamos Turk. Stephen, ex-hearts like yourself. He's, he's, it's been a bit indifferent, didn't he? he? Struggled a little bit, if we're honest. Like he's looked a little bit kind of off the pace. First game of the season, he was really, really poor, wasn't he? Everybody was thinking, why is yeah. he being? You're, you're worrying. Do you know what I was worrying about? What the other signs were like when I seen him as first pick in the first game, mm. but. Now, again, he, he kind of probably be a squad player over the course of the season. We might see him less and less, hopefully. He looked all right against Stoke under-21s. That's probably <laughs> the best thing I can <laughs> say about him so far. Right, uh, what was the game? Was it Wimbledon he came on? Yeah. Away from home. He looked yeah. pretty good in that yeah, game. I think oh, if you're going to play a team with well. a lump of the ball in the yeah. box, he might be all right. No, but you've got, to be up for, you've got to be up for the fight at yeah. the same he's, time. He's, you know? he's a proud footballer. You know what I, mean? I don't think I know we have a laughing joke. He's still kind of... I think he can do a job if he's full of confidence and that, but I think there's other players that will be picked ahead of him if yeah, they're available. I think so. Uh, Tom Flanagan, I like the look of him pre-season. I've liked the look of him since he's come back. Yeah, in. he looked he looks accomplished enough, doesn't he? Kind of, he can play in, in numerous positions as well across the back four or back three, wherever way you want to go. So he he's another <coughs> good signing. Another yeah. one who wants the ball, Andy as well, comfortable yeah, on the ball. Yeah, exactly. A bit like Baldwin, um, looks comfortable. Hopefully, he'll get better. Yeah, yeah, I'd be happy with that one. Uh, going for yeah, I think it's mean, a good long term. Bit disappointing that you know he's probably at fault for both goals at the weekend. Um, sorry for both goals. I'm thinking <laughs> he was at fault for the goal and then the goal that the, the lad scored, at the end. Yeah, sorry, I mean, where he's kind of... just thrown himself on the floor, which was weird. Um, mm. But yeah, Reese James. <laughs> up and down, up and down, up and down. Really you watch one game, yeah. you think yes, well and then you watch another game, you think no. I think, yeah. I think, yeah. uh, it's I don't know. I just I haven't seen enough of him to kind of judge yeah. him. But I think Denver Hume is a better, better yeah. kind of option than him at the moment, and he's he's one. It's been a nice surprise for that season. Yeah. This one hasn't it? Yeah. Denver Hume coming through, and it's hard. It's well, it's now, hard but. not to think that Ross is happy with that, and he's trying to ease him into the side so that he can look at moving Oviedo on perhaps a bigger and. In January, because reading a couple of interviews that have come out lately, it seems like Catamolo or Oviedo are going to have to go as mm. much as we might not want. Oh, can't be can't can't be Catamolo. They've got to keep him because he's massive. Yeah, I'm absolutely gutted that he's missing again. Booked as well for talking back to the referee. Mm. That's a frustrating thing at the weekend. He plays on the edge, though. Okay? He's yeah. going to get. He's going to pick up his five bookings over the course. Was that a two yellow card? He thought. should have been booked. Before he got booked. Yeah, he should have definitely. Yeah, yeah. No, definitely that's the referee for you. But that's the annoying thing. He just so happens though it. he misses the game against a team exactly. that are right, right above exactly. the table, do you know? So, exactly. well. Yeah, and a game where it's going to be a battle and stuff like that. But mm-hmm. on, you know, on that note, Max Power, another signing, we've got to be happy with that one, haven't we? Oh, totally, yeah. yeah. Um, he looks apart. Losing Catamore for tomorrow night is, it, it's you know, it's bad news, but at the end of the day, Power's going to come in and slot it in the same mm-hmm. position. So, um the most impressive of all the signings, or perhaps that could be either that could be McLaughlin. Uh, yeah, fl- We've already spoke about McLaughlin. Flick up between the two, Power and McLaughlin. Yeah, I think the power just when he comes on, it's a bit like when McNair played last season, where it was like which he's is physical, look, which is all of a sudden yeah. loads better. I just think he, he's, he's he's got a bit of physicality about him. Like if you look at the, the other midfields, obviously Catamala gets stuck in, but like McGeoch and. Funny man, they're not the biggest and they're not the strongest. Mm. I think he gives you a little bit more energy and kind of just a bit, a bit more strength in there, do you know? Just more look, character as well, mm. a bit of, yeah. 
just feel as though he knows where to be all the yeah. time. Like the way he moves across the pitch and his positions he takes up. Um, sometimes I feel as though McGee obviously will probably come in the, in the second. McGee he takes up. Come on, well now, late, late. That, you yeah. at the right yeah. time there. He Gareth. takes up positions that it's all very safe in that it's he's not really, you know, he receives a ball in an area. I'm going to keep really, saying it doesn't, really it. Ma- it doesn't really matter if he picks a ball up there. He, he could come away from that area, whereas power goes into spaces and he, he makes people play progressive balls. In, in yeah, I, can I just, in I just think McGeoch playing in the same team of Catmull doesn't really no. work for me. I think if you watch the, the games I've watched them play, they want to be in the same position. Now, I've, I've seen bits of McGeoch when he was up at Hibs and he looked a tidy player. He obviously, he's had his history with injuries, but watching him the last few weeks I've watched him, it's like... He wants to be, if the ball drops, it's like him and Catamol seem to be in the one area mm. and they're kind of, you can kind of throw a blank over the pair of them. Whereas I'm thinking, I probably wouldn't play the two of them. Now, Catamol being suspended for the game tomorrow night, I wouldn't be surprised to see McGeoch playing yeah. where Catamol's playing, if I'm honest. And then we might see him kind of play a little bit better because he won't have somebody in that position where he wants to play. But going back to McGeoch, if it was the kind of, for me, I, I don't think the two of them work together. I know obviously they picked up results, but I think Sunderland can be a better team if you play one of them. And if you have to pick one out of the two at the moment, it's got to be Catamull all day long. Do you know? I, I, I've said it before, and I'll keep saying this. Andy, this is the Lee Catamull, Lee and Bridcut situation all over again, yeah. it seems like to me. Almost to the point where McGeoch and Bridcut seem like the same player. Yeah, I mean, if there's one thing that Catamull's getting a bit more licence to get forward, which was seen with the goals that he scored this season. But generally throughout the 90 minutes they are too similar uh, I mean lots of Hibs fans have seen McGeoch's a hell of a player when we got him and we, we, we really enjoy him but I've seen nothing yet to suggest that there's anything that well, special about him games, yeah. well, I, we, we have seen some centre midfielders I remember before, Gavin McCann made a very slow start at yeah. Sunderland when he came he hasn't Sunderland. been terrible no, but he just hasn't imposed himself in the game yeah, the way you would have liked a centre midfielder the position he's been asked, which the is, job he's been asked to yeah, do which, which I think that's best pro- suited to him yeah, I think that's partly why because yeah. Catmull's been so strong and you could say Catmull's getting into the box because he knows McGeoch is kind of covering but I think Max Power can kind of do a little bit of both of them jobs as yeah. well so I, d- I don't know as I said I'm not the manager I don't pick the team but there's certain tweaks that if I was in charge maybe I'd have a look at kind of doing but we- we'll see there's sort of this thing, there's something about Max Power in that yeah. He's just got. He's a presence, isn't he? He's just got yeah. so much. It's just his name, isn't it? It's just everything. <laughs> he's got a great name. He's got. He's, so, won, he's, he's won got, that league twice in the last three years. He's just yeah. got loads yeah. of presence in it. He looks as though like he's just having a fantastic time when he's he knows playing. what he's doing. Doesn't he's he? Just, you know, yeah, he's, 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 another one who's, he's another one everything. who's embracing it, isn't he? Yeah. Which is, you know, the few seasons we've had. You know, this is the kind of player we begged for and asked for. Mm. Another player who's doing that. Who I, I'll, I'll be honest, I absolutely love, and that's Chris Maguire. People's opinions on Chris, not the, you know, he he, he varies. I'll see Chris Maguire when he when he came in. Obviously, he's been around <laughs> many a club. I think ability wise at this level, I think you see on the pitch, we, he's got he's got bags more composure than most people at this level. He's got quality on the ball. Like you see, free kick there the other on Saturday, great free kick. Should have unlucky not to score. I think. When he's when he's walking hard and getting on the ball, he's one of Sunderland's best players. I think last week he was best player on the pitch. I, I know Maja and Gooch both got a brace each, but for me, he stood out. Mm. He stood out a mile, getting on the ball, create creating passes, making movements for others to kind of run into space as well. And again, he's another one that's enjoying playing for Sunderland. Mm. He he's he's like. He was at Berry last year, and I know a lot of Berry. I was reading stuff. Berry fans weren't happy with him saying he was lazy and that, but I have not seen a lazy player this year. I think he's he's buying into the kind of Sunderland way, and he's he's enjoying playing for a for a big passionate support again, and hopefully it continues. Mm. You're gonna get. He's one of those characters, Andy, isn't he? Where you're gonna get, um, you know, some of the bad performance out of him as well because, like, he, because he likes to get involved and everything, yeah. and he wants to, you know, he yeah, likes to be the main man. He's, and he's, he's always busy, but I mean, he's, he's had one or two games, yeah, when when people have been. Sort of overcritical of him, I think, because he's been a little bit off it. I create mm. Clark on people like that. Yeah. But that Oxford game he did me, I didn't. To be fair, he should have yeah. been sent off. But. He do it. That, that's, oh yeah, definitely, but that's yeah. the thing. Like with me, he, he is that. He seems like that type of character can, can lose the head. Like he kind of gets involved in stuff that maybe he shouldn't even the weekend well, I know it's no bit funny he's giving it the one yeah. nil I'm thinking don't be giving the one nil yet it's still a half an hour in the game <laughs> yeah. do you know what I mean yeah. but like yeah. that's the way he is he kind of he does kind of bite to certain yeah. things but 
we've had too many players that don't give a toss. That's what I'm saying. You, you kind of Maguire cares. It's you do. You does. can see him on the pitch. He wants to kind of do well, and he's not going through the season without a red card, is he? I oh, know he's definitely <laughs> going to fly into somebody, pending, but... isn't it? Uh, last one, I guess. You know, again, not not, not go over too much because he's hardly played. Luke or nine. I think there's a reason why he's not yeah. played much. Feel a bit yeah. I feel he, a bit. He's wrong. in the morning. Seems so excited to be here and stuff. But there, there was there were some warning signs for me when you started to hear um, some of his ex teammates and fans talk. None of them were sort of suggesting that was where he deserved to be. They were almost like, "Oh, I can't be proud of him because he's, he's worked so hard for." I don't know. I'll, I'll be honest just, with I, you. I, As I, I said, it's a bit harsh. Every time I've seen him play, I've not been impressed at all. I think he just. I don't know. I don't know what he does. I think he, he, his passing has been poor when he's when he's played in the very few games he's played. I know it's a little. He's not played enough, and it takes time to settle. But I don't know. I just I'm, the, the more he's not involved, the happier I am. To be honest, mm. looks just looks like it's a little <laughs> yeah. bit too much for him. Again, I, again, I hope it's like you, know, a, I, you know, he seems like such a nice lad as well. You know, I really hope it turns yeah, around. Like drowning, around. Yeah. drowning a puppy. He's doing some. He's doing some good stuff on the, with the kind of website and that. Like, media, yeah, 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 maybe yeah. he might might pick up that award. No, the kind <laughs> yeah. of the person, <laughs> the banter award. Yeah. I've heard he's, he's dead good at the selfies in the fan zone yeah. before the game and all that. There so is actually an award every season in the where it's kind of the player in the community may win that. Yeah, I hope it turns around for him. And like I say, you know, some sort of midfielders. I'm trying. There's plenty of time. Gavin McCann. I remember we signed Gavin McCann. He, he started very slowly. Alex Ray didn't get off to a flyer at Sunderland. We've got, we've got an abundance of centre midfielders as well, so mm. it's not a hardship that he's. I'm trying to think of a more current centre midfielder because mm. I forget some, I forget how old I am. Mm. And like Alex Ray and Gavin McCann are got names for us, aren't they? Mm. There's been remember. so many over the last ten years, isn't that? Just mm. come and kind of drifted in and out. Yeah, Jeff Whitley. I was just yeah. thinking that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> everyone, everyone looked at Stephen now. Swing, like swinging in and out, I think, rather than <laughs> drifting in and out. Uh, Peterborough game then. Um, uh, they called us Mighty Sunderland in their local paper. Did they? Did they? <laughs> yeah, they did, yes. Um, they said, just go to the stadium, would like to play the Mighty Sunderland. Ooh, does, not, does not mean that they will change their game plan, of which they shouldn't because they've won all five away games they've mm. played this season. So forget about Sunderland being mighty. You know, respect where it's due. This is the hardest test by some distance so far, isn't it? Of course, yeah. The, the second in the table with 23 points, it's going to be difficult. And like anybody coming to the stadium, like they're going to up their game as well. So if yeah. they've already got 23 points and they're going to up their game again, then it's going to be a really mm. difficult game. And as I said, I'm, I'm like, like you said earlier on, Gar, I'm gutted that Catamol is uh, mm. suspended for it because I think he would have been a really important player in this game but whoever comes in to replace him will have big big uh, boots to fill mm, but, but you know luckily for us that seems to be Max Power it's a very timely return isn't it yeah. we would have been worried if that suspension had come a, a game later yeah. I mean with, with Peterborough's away record they're going to come out of the traps and we're going to have to do the same they're not, they're not going to just come and sit back and try and nick a point I don't think um, but with the likes of Power and Maguire in the team mm. then you know they've got to get their heads up from the, from the kick off and, and you know take it to them I'm just looking at Dembele has well, started for them, hasn't he? This in midfield, there's loads of Dembele as a player. They're always good. They're always good. Are they all brothers? Yeah, they're all good players, aren't they? I don't know. I don't want they've, um, they've the man must be tired. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the most goals in the top nine, Peterborough this season, right. with 13. Looking at this table, so they've conceded three more than us this season. So could be where, a goal fest. Yeah, where they, where you know, obviously we feel that we're deficient in in uh, defensive areas um, there obviously are but they're, they're scoring so many at the other end um, so it, it, it's just a, it's one of those after if we'd got that win at the weekend it would have just made things so much easier if you look at the league it's a huge game really I know it's oh, early it game because you look yeah. if they win the game they go, what, they go 26 points exactly. it's kind of 7 points in yeah. the net yeah. so yeah. It's, it's a big kind it's of big gap. and obviously you're looking at, at them as one of your kind of promotion rivals because yeah. they're always kind of up and around there aren't they in this division mm-hmm. albeit they failed over the last couple of years but no I think it's a huge game and I'm sure I'm sure the lads are well off at the end of the day though Peter United come to the stadium and like you'd like to still think that Sunderland can inflict flick the game on their, them as well. You know, get them worried about kind of some of the attacking players mm. that we've mentioned earlier on who are who are informed can kind of mm. the likes of Maguire can he get kind of in McGeady as well he could come in and if Gooch is injured you know last yeah. night, last night, last night we beat them in, a, in, in the cup run to the 
League Cup final 2014. That was uh, Valentin Roberge with the, that one was of the goals. After um, <laughs> De Canio was sacked. Yeah, it was. Kevin Ball, Kevin took the Ball job. had the job, yeah. Mm, I remember it. So there you go. Not um, a happy hunting ground <laughs> for the Pete, for Peterborough. Yeah. <laughs> I can remember beating Peterborough Rock Park as well. But the, you know, the, it's such a massive game. Like, it, it, you know, I'm ner- I'm nervous about it mm. because it's because we're four points behind. And we need up our game because yeah. we kind of laboured our way to, to 19 points, haven't we? Really, bar a couple of it feels good like it feels like the first. It's like the exam. Well, the first, the the, the first I, bit of coursework you, you've got to submit for you the look season. At, sort you of look thing, at the yeah. Rochdale game there last week, and, and obviously you end up being very comfortable in the end, but for the first 25 minutes, half hour, you're thinking Sunderland were, were pretty poor in, for that f- first bit of the game, and I think if Rochdale had probably anything about them, they probably would have gotten a couple of goals. So you're hoping that Sunderland start a little bit brighter than what they have been doing in the previous three home games. Again, Fleetwood, they started better than Sunderland, kind of. Mm. It was the you know, Oxford was it Oxford yeah. when they got the man sent down again. Sunderland started slow, so mm. hoping Charlton something that as well. Charlton as well. So you're hoping that something can change where Sunderland kind of get off to a good start, and maybe take the lead in the game and see Scunthorpe what happens from then. Performs as exactly, yeah. yeah, yeah. When you three yeah. up at half time, well, that was the one way. You know, at half time of that game, I thought we were going to get about 110 points this year because they couldn't get near us, and then we'd already been at Gillingham, and when we would have clicked at Gillingham for that 10 minutes again, that we just looked. at on a different stratosphere. Well, we've done, we've done that three times this season, mm. you know, where we've just clicked into gear. And it's in, it's in the locker there. That's yeah. the thing. You know, it's there yeah. in this league. Like you know, does a hap- Somebody's going to get it doing six or seven. I think if 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 someone can get going right from the start of a game rather than half hour, twenty five mm. minutes in. Massive test as well. It's the biggest test so far. I think since Charlton. The biggest oh, yeah. biggest manager so far in Steve Evans. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Have you came across him, Stephen? No, I never actually have. No, never. <laughs> I don't think I played. Oh, did I? Oh, yeah. I think it was. Did he manage Rotherham before? Did he? He did. Yeah, yeah. he had that. I don't know. I think he might have been. No, I don't think I've. I would have known if I played <laughs> yeah, against him. Yeah. Was it if they beat Leeds, he'd wear a sombrero or mm. something? And he, so he came out. He's a character, like, isn't he? Well, that's that's a that's the thing about Peter. I think because that can go either way. When you start, if you start lose a few games, and your manager's a bit of a head case and. You know, he might go the other way and like everything will go wrong. Um, it could drop off quite quickly. Um, yeah, he, he's a he's a he's a he is a character, <laughs> but you know, tomorrow is just you know, one of them in it where there's so much on it. I think I just worry that I would if we do if we lost a game, it would turn the mood. Whereas a Peterborough, they, if they lost to us, they might be looking at well, they lost to Portsmouth at home, mm. and then they lost if, to us, they might be looking at well, we've played mm. probably feels, our two rivals and we've lost the game. It feels like this psychologically. Week, it feels like we need to make a statement in this game. Yeah. For, yeah. The, for the people who are looking and saying, yeah, I'm not quite sure about Sunderland, mm. you know, are, there, are people just tipping them because of the size of the club and stuff like that? And like I say, it's clicked in a couple of games and it would be great, wouldn't it, just to sort of. Push your chest out. And it's it is, though, it's, it's the whole Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday now as well. It's mm. a big, big kind of seven days in the club. Obviously, picking up an away point, which wasn't the worst point. If you you got to beat Peterborough, and then obviously leads you into Saturday's game. Then you know, so now it's a huge game. It's it's a six. I know there's no such thing as a six point, but this is a six point game. Like if you if you if you're looking at them as somebody that that yeah. will be up there coming the season. Right. Um, before we go, do do you, do you want to share your ghost story? <laughs> it's not really it's a, it's a true story I think uh, when I was at the club I was in the I think it was in the on Sky Sports News and everything they were talking about being a ghost at the academy but remember there was a few of the coaches um, I think Billy Wilson God bless I think he's passed away now one of the masseuse when, when I was there he says he kept hearing noises and he says he's seen something walking up the corridor in the academy uh, one morning when he was in early we were all like nothing nothing go away oh that Billy you're winding us up so anyway I was I don't know, I was in late or something, I might have been injured and I was in later than everybody else and I went back in the academy like this kind of the first thing tra- uh, train changing room was right down the end. So I was walking back after getting treatment. I was the only one, only player left in the bit. The next fall I seen this kind of big shadow walking up, to, <laughs> this honestly, I'm walking, walking up the corridor and I thought it was one of the lads so I'm screaming, oi, who's that like? So I'm walking down to see who was, walked right down to the end of the corridor, there was nobody there, nobody there and I, honest to God, <laughs> so I walked back thinking to myself, I'm, I'm in here on my own here, I was starting to get a little bit scared but it wasn't really a scary thing. It was just a strange, strange feeling. So, and somebody said, I think somebody said it might have been somebody that passed away on the land or something in the previous time. But there was definitely something there. 
We should have saved this for Halloween, shouldn't we? <laughs> we should have saved it for this week. Going back, that's a good, that's a good 12, 13 years ago now, though, isn't it, man? Mm, but I haven't seen any ghosts since then. Was it Nyron as well who said he saw something? I don't know. As well. I feel like we should get a collection of these stories for Halloween I think special. A few now. players said they'd seen it. There was definitely, there was definitely somewhere it was like a shit, but like there was nobody there. It was there, just Roy, wasn't it? Like sort of maybe it was Roy. Maybe he had it. I don't know what it was, but no, it was, yeah, it was a strange don't time. Jokers of the squad. As I said, I wasn't the only person to see it, so because you don't want to kind of say something like that. And people think you're going a bit mad, but there's a couple, in a football yeah. change room. Yeah, there's, oh, a, couple of, ghost, there's a couple of others that had had said they kind of seen some strange movements, but not that great a story. But anyway, mm. <laughs> seen yeah, plenty I think of strange think movements at Sunderland over the years yeah, on the pitch. Like a, I think that's a good story, Stephen. Like I say, we should have saved it for prime time. Maybe Come, you can tell it again on the on the prime on the live. On the live yeah, show, yeah. Are you looking forward to that? You and, you should and, be good. Yeah, you and Kevin Kyle getting, Kev. getting together. Yeah, I haven't, sp- I haven't spoke to him since, but I hope he's, he's you, still you, you torn know, up. We've even been kind enough to have the Sunderland manager Jack Ross do the warm up for you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the warm up for the main event. And he's going to be on first. Left, by the way, Stephen. Oh, is there really? I think there's five tickets left. Five, five tickets right. last time I checked. Thank God then. So a couple months since we released the extras. So if you're not going, get yourself in there. Be good. Crack. It will. Get behind the lads tomorrow. Hopefully we'll come and see us. Uh, I'll be at the fan zone, Frankie, tomorrow night. All right, okay. Go and see Gareth at the fan Doing zone. Doing a set. I'm going to do a set. <laughs> Battle rap, something like that. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to do some freestyle and that'll be good. <laughs> good. How are the lads? Thanks for listening. Cheers. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.